episode 66, March 2015. This is part 2 of my Q&A with Parker Moore, the current maintainer of Jacko. This episode is sponsored by the Draplin Design Company and Field Notes. How did you improve as a developer? I improved by working, by doing. I, I took a problem and I tackled it and it didn't, I didn't always succeed, but when I hit a roadblock, I tried to get through it as best I could. And when I did make my way through it, I understood concepts better and, and uh, had, had something at the end to show for it. How did you get over those first couple of roadblocks when you started to code? I originally learned how to program in basic in seventh grade. That was the first time that I ever programmed. Um, my seventh grade math teacher had a series of Apple IIEs in his classroom. And uh, me and a couple buddies would go during lunch. We had 40 minutes for lunch. and We would go and we would program. And that was great fun. It was simple. And the way that I kept learning was because I surrounded myself. Most of my buddies were way smarter than I, wa I was. Um, still are, and have succeeded in many more ways. And I look up to them and I try to be like them. I try to succeed the way that they have succeeded. And they're sort of my mentors in some ways. For me to get over that initial bump was to see, see that it's possible, was to realize that if my buddies had done it, I could do it too. And that has allowed me, I think, to succeed. The idea, just the idea that it is possible, that there's nothing that I can't do. How do you most certainly not improve as a developer? Um, as a developer, to not improve is to not do anything. If you sit around and you just do the same thing over and over, you're not, you're not actively trying to change, trying to learn. Um, when, you say, when you say, I'm going to learn Ruby, and that's the only language I'll ever learn for the rest of my life, that sort of gets stuck in your ways. I'm going to learn C, and I'll just be a C programmer, and that's it, um, is, is a way to not learn, or is a way to not grow as a developer. What about comfort zones? Are they really that important to kind of progress? Yes. Comfort zones are very important um, to progress, partly because you need a comfort zone. You need uh, validation. Imposter syndrome like, is something that I've dealt with and something that I still deal with. It's even with Jekyll, like, why am I doing this? What, you know, what, what qualifies me for doing this, et cetera. And, and so having my comfort zone be in Ruby and, and really be able to create this product that's in Ruby, a, comfortable, a language that I'm comfortable with, uh, uh, being so familiar with the code base, something that I'm very comfortable with, et cetera. Um, and then that's really nice to validate me. So that's really nice to say, you know, you can do this. There is a way for you to succeed in this industry or a place for you in this industry. Really important. Um, at the same time, you have to be exceeding those, those comfort zones. You have to be pushing the boundaries or else you aren't learning. What do you like about working as a developer? I like solving interesting problems by creating piecemeal programs that can be put together to solve even bigger problems. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life. Uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. 
draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna, Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too, okay? Fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. What's your opinion about the importance of a college education for developers these days? That's a great question. I think, so I went through college, so I'm biased. I have had the experience. I learned most of my programming outside of the classroom. I took, uh, I was an information science student at Cornell, and I learned about how the presence of an iPhone in a family might change their outlook on the world or, you know, sort of the sociological, uh, psychological impacts of technology, the policy implications of technology, um, sort of, so sort of not technology itself, but what technology affects in society at large, which is very interesting, but didn't teach me really how to code as much. I think we had three or four classes that I programmed in. So, I learned most of my programming outside of the classroom, but what school really did for me, what college really did for me, was it taught me how to deal with stress and it taught me how to deal with hard problems. It said, here's something that you don't know. It's very obvious you don't know it. That's why you're taking a class about it. And I want you to learn it. And I'm going to give you some tools. Here's a textbook, etc., some reading material, some friends, some people who are doing the same thing, and go and learn. And if you can't do it, that's not good. You have to be able to do it. So there was sort of this imperative to learn and to succeed. And for me, college taught me how to deal with the stresses of learning a bajillion things all at once and having life on top of that, um, having to pay bills and rent and all of this stuff. In addition to when you're faced with a hard problem that you don't understand, that you can't seem to or you don't feel comfortable tackling, basically exceeding your comfort zone, how do you push your comfort zone out to that area and really get to know that topic and, and succeed in that way. Some friends who don't have college degrees but are brilliant programmers are brilliant programmers, but they, they might crumble, crumble under the stress of no sleep or they might not be, I don't know, not be as open to the idea that they can solve any problem there is. It just takes time and effort. So in hindsight, would you maybe do a boot camp instead of getting a college degree? I don't think I would. Um, I, re I really enjoy the friendships that I made in college. I really, I really enjoyed a lot of college. I'm really grateful that I can handle stresses of epic proportion as a result of going to college. It's, it's made me, for so as an example, I work for Visco and they recently launched, we recently launched Visco Cam 4.0. That launch happened at 4 a.m. We, we were at the office at 4 a.m. Pacific time in Oakland, which is a 30-minute drive away from my apartment. So that the stress of going to bed at midnight, waking up at 3.30, being there at 4, or waking up at 3, I guess, being there at 4, and being there until 6 p.m., that's, that's a, a, a high-stress experience. You do have some of the like excitement of the day, but you have to be able to focus. What if something goes wrong, the database goes down, etc.? Um, for me, my ability to work under pressure was created mostly, was enhanced at least, but cr largely created in college. Um, and I don't think that the boot camps give that same, and maybe I, I don't know all the boot camps, but 
Uh, from what I hear about some of the boot camps, they don't give you that same experience where you have to you have to be in an environment where you're solving seven problems simultaneously, and you have to be able to solve them all very quickly. What pisses you off? That's a great question. Well, people who are pissed off piss me off um, because it's just sort of a normal reaction when someone's angry at you or someone's angry in general. It's fr- it's frustrating to to deal with them. I, I guess I have a a deeper answer to that. So, of course, a, a normal reaction would be, if you're angry at me, I'm going to get angry at you. So that's going to piss me off. The thing that really pisses me off, uh, I have a lot of pet peeves, of course, but beyond that, the carelessness of programming, the idea that, and, and I do this sometimes too, and maybe that's why it pisses me off so much, is because I'm, I'm just as vulnerable to this as anyone else. The carelessness in creating a program, the carelessness in representing this idea through this computer program, in constructing it just so that it, you change one thing and it all falls apart, I, I find really frustrating. And that's one of the things that I've noticed because I work on Jekyll, which has a lot of older code, and it's constructed in such a way that it, it made sense for what it was. But now that it's growing, it needs a significant restructuring. What are you famous or infamous for? I, I don't really consider myself famous in any way, but um, uh, people will know my work with Jekyll, um, which is a static site generator um, originally created by Tom Preston Warner, Nick Caranto, and, and some others. What's the thing your friends are teasing you with? My friends tease me about how loud I am. By being loud, I mean that I, am, I talk a lot. When I talk, I tend to, I have this big booming voice when I'm not talking uh, through a microphone and I think there may be someone asleep in the, in the other room actually, so I'm trying to keep it down. But in general, I have sort of a, I have a bit, very big presence, a very loud voice. I sang all through, I've sang since I was five. Um, so I have this sort of, I did theater in high school and middle school and so I have, sort of have this presence um, that my friends tease me about, but I like it. Favorite foods? I grew up on the East Coast, and I love bagels and lox so much. I have a bagel next to me that I need to eat eventually. Mm-hmm.